Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Welcome to Sharp Lessons, everybody. Stadium Sports Betting Podcast. Ben Wittenstein, the professor. Nate Jacobson next to me. Nate, you are uh, back from Mexico. Yeah, it was looking Tanner. How are you feeling? Yeah, it was nice to uh, get away for a little bit, not look at any point spreads for literally four days, and uh, then come back Saturday night. Quickly cram college football, NFL, World Cup, and uh, look at that. now it's a kind of a quick turnaround with Thanksgiving. Trying to get all these bets in, betting all day with the World Cup, and then also, of course, college football last week of the regular season, and then a, another week of the NFL as we trudge along in this long journey that is this season <laughs> the long journey we call the nfl football season but you also made a live bet for france so kudos to that honestly when they were down one one nil to yeah Australia. it's kind of fun in the office it's like we're it's like they're out, we're at a sports book basically but we we're are. also at work as we're live betting uh the world cup and i i feel feel young again <laughs> we're hanging out energy, with all these the energies here 23 year old co-workers who are just fresh out of college and are looking to get some live soccer action. So there you go. It's, it's been fun. We've got we've got live betting soccer. We've got our now producer, if you can uh, watch these videos on Stadium Bets, uh, Zach Badgerhouse producing the show, doing Ben Simmons plus uh, 1,000 to score 20 points tonight. <laughs> so uh, we got weird bets flying revenge everywhere. Revenge game, right? Yeah, it's a revenge game, so it's perfect. So we got weird bets flying everywhere. We've got college football bets. we got NFL bets, Nate. We have my favorite holiday coming up at Thanksgiving. Got a college football game that night. We got three NFL games. We're going to give you picks from all of those, and we also have college football picks for this weekend as well. So we got a lot of picks to get to, and the main thing that we did last year that we're going to do this year, the five and six teams playing teams that are not five and six, because this is the most important week for teams that have won five games looking for their sixth game to be bowl eligible, playing teams that just do not care at this point, either because they're too bad where they've already made a bowl game and they're just looking ahead towards championship weekend or bowl games. Yeah, first I want to say college football week 13, be kind of careful betting these games. There's a lot of teams that have all different motivations. So there's some teams that, you know, Ohio State, Michigan, obviously huge motivation for both teams, a, a game that decides who wins the Big Ten East and probably ultimately wins the Big Ten. But then there's other games where teams have really nothing to play for. But I think one thing to look at in kind of the middle class of college football is the teams that are five and six, they need that six win to get a bowl game. And a lot of these teams want to be in a bowl game. Some, you know, they don't really want to because they had higher aspirations going into the season. But there's a, a big group of, of uh, teams that want to be in a bowl game. So like Missouri, uh, it's a bet we're going to like, I think, later on the show, plus three against Arkansas, the team yeah. that's five and six. They're playing an Arkansas team that – just got win number six last week, so they kind of achieved that goal of making a bowl game. So, not that say they're not motivated because it's a revenge game or a, sorry, a rivalry game for Arkansas, but like a team like Missouri might have a little added motivation. And then there's some also big underdogs like Georgia Tech somehow five and six. I have no idea how they're five and six after the yeah, they way had, they started their, their season. <laughs> Three and a half. Yeah. And somehow they went over because the ACC's pretty terrible. 
Auburn is five and six. They're a twenty-two point underdog against Alabama in the Iron Bowl. Michigan State should have been bowl eligible last week, but they choked away the game against Indiana. Oh, I just and now think Indiana was good. So well, yeah, <laughs> choked. It's disrespectful. 22-yard 22, 22, uh, field goal missed. <laughs> To, uh, two passing, two passing completions. Yeah, you love to see. And it. then Vanderbilt somehow five and six too, and now they're playing a Tennessee team that Wild. had their dreams crushed at the college football playoffs. So who knows? And Hendon Hooker towards ACL. So there's a there's a big group of team uh, teams in this situation. I, I think Miami plus six and a half against Pitt is interesting. I'm sure Mario Cristobal would love to just at least get to a bowl game, which is crazy to sound because their win total is eight and a half before the year and. Uh, another team like Southern Miss minus three against UL Monroe. Southern Miss is five and six. Rice, they're five and six playing North Rice. Texas. So kind of looking at those teams who are five and six. I think the best one out of that list is Mizzou at plus three or better against Arkansas. But just something to keep in mind before betting this week in college football because motivation really matters this time of year. Yeah, it really does. So let, let's let's go over some of our college football picks, and then we can do the Egg Bowl and then the, the Thanksgiving NFL bets because yep. we, we made bets. At least I made bets for all of them. I'm sure you have suggestions for some of them as well. Um, should we start with uh, the team that we can't legally bet in the state? Illinois. Illinois Northwestern, the, the classic rivalry of two in-state colleges. One uh, is actually good at football this year. That's the Illinois fighting Illini, minus 14. I'm going to go with minus 14 over Northwestern, and the simple reason is Northwestern is bad at football. Nate, they're, they're not a good football team. Illinois has been fairly dominant all season long. Their defense has been tremendous, and we know the running game is there with Chase Brown as well. Hopefully everyone stays healthy. Hopefully everyone's healthy for Illinois, and, and you know this could be technically you know a little bit of a look-ahead game for Illinois as they prepare for the bowl season. But I think Northwestern is just bad enough that Illinois can cover 14 points here, even though it's on the road. I like Illinois. Yeah, I'm not sure about that, just because I think Illinois kind of gave it an all-out effort against Michigan last week. And they, now it, and they really had a great opportunity to make the Big Ten title game. They just had to beat Michigan State or Purdue and lost both those games so on a three-game losing skid. So I think there's a little bit of disappointment among the Illinois program. Obviously, they've exceeded expectations this season, but – after that bye week that they had in October, they probably thought like we were gonna, you know, in position to win the Big Ten West, and that's unlikely to happen now. So, I, I wouldn't bet on Illinois laying points a Brett Bielema team against a, you know, a Northwestern team that's usually better in the underdog role. Although they have not won a game in the United States this year, their only win was in Ireland. <laughs> so, really that's tough times in Evanston. Yeah. That's a rough stat for Northwestern. Uh, who do you have? Yeah, let's Alma go to yeah Missouri. I just brought them up. So, you know, five and six team. Yeah. They really want to win this game. They want to go to a bowl game. Third-year coach Eli Drinkwitz kind of has a nice recruiting pro, uh, class coming in. He got a nice recruiting class this past year. If you can sell the program like we can make bowl games consistently in the SEC, that's a good thing. You get kids out of the transfer portal. So kind of a big game here, and it's also a rivalry game against Arkansas. So I think Mizzou is going to give an all-out effort. And also question Arkansas is not really motivation, but just kind of their effort level in this game because they played late Saturday night. They really dominated Ole Miss. The scoreboard kind of looked better than uh, it ended up being. But I, I think that uh, – Mizzou is, is definitely the right side here, and they're they're live on the money line to win, but take the plus three in this game. But definitely have a little on the money line just because Arkansas is coming off that six win last week, so they're already in a bowl game, but Mizzou is looking to get to one. I still haven't fully given 
Mizzou my time of day since they lost me a bet against Auburn. That was a uh, – I mean, I was there. Was and I was there. Yeah, so you were. And I, you didn't help I, out. You didn't help them out. I you didn't mean, help my bet. I, yeah, it was out of my control, <laughs> man. It was out of my control. Trust that me. That was a tough game. Leaving the stadium with the Auburn fans oh, man. that day who actually wanted Auburn to lose so they can fi- fire Brian Harson the next Sunday instead of six weeks later was a – eye-opening experience truly incredible but i do yeah i like mizzou this week as well i mean the motivation is there they're plus three at home home dog when the motivation is there i think you have to scoop them up a little bit on the money line as well uh i'll go with a game and a team that has really been great and you know we wander the desert of sports betting and sometimes you find a well that has some water and it has more water and more water and every time we come back to it fruitful and nice sweet water and that is iowa state iowa state unders nate they're seven in a row the Cyclones on the under. We bet them the last two weeks. I've had them as a bet, bet, best bet occasionally here and there, and they have continued to hit because Iowa State drags teams down into terrible football. Teams with good offenses coming. Oklahoma State, Texas Tech, 31st, 41st ranked offense in the country. Terrible. All hit the under, and it's always around 47, 47 and a half. This week's total against TCU, 48. I'm going to take the under. Iowa State, TCU. I know TCU is the best offense Iowa State will see all season. And we talk about the motivation factors. TCU motivated here to just really go all out, destroy Iowa State in a game that really doesn't matter too much as long as they win. And they're going to be playing in the Big Ten 12 championship next week. So I'm guessing TCU is going to win this game. They're not going to blow out Iowa State. Maybe they score 25, 26 points. Yep. Iowa State's offense, 109th in the country in scoring. They're not going to do much. This is going to be an under game, under 48 to the play. Yeah, I think the important thing here is the look ahead for TCU where maybe in the third quarter, fourth quarter, if they're in control of the game, they pack it in. But there's also a scenario where Iowa State, kind of a frisky underdog under Matt Campbell, they always do better Never count them in out. the underdog role. They're 4-7. and seven. They're not going to a bowl game. They're going to probably go all out. And honestly, offensively, they're just not very good this season. But I think the defense still is going to be motivated for this game. And also on the other side, TCU's defense has played a lot better Think about that game against Texas where the total was like 66, and TCU didn't allow an offensive touchdown from Texas. Texas' only touchdown was a scoop and score in that game. So TCU's defense is actually coming together nicely, and I don't think the offense is going to put too much on tape with the Big 12 title game next week, either against Kansas State or Texas. Yeah, I like it. Uh, you have a uh, you have a Big 12 team. Yeah, let's say in the Big 12, Texas Tech plus 2.5. Raiders. This, this probably would have been my favorite bet of the week if Texas Tech – didn't beat Iowa State because they would have been the five and six team looking for winner number six and that's a big you know getting six wins in a competitive Big 12 is big for first year head coach Joey McGuire who's kind of a rah-rah motivator and mm-hmm. obviously is trying to build some stuff something big up in Lubbock with the recruiting and just getting players to buy in I think they have some buy-in on the other side Oklahoma got win number six they beat Oklahoma State in Bedlam it was a big win for them, but at the same time, a lot of disappointment this season for Oklahoma and Brett Venable's first season, where their win total was eight and a half, nine. They were one of the favorites to win the Big 12. They're nowhere close to the Big 12 title this season, and now they have the night game in Lubbock off a big win against a rival. Not sure how much they're going to care about this game, and I think Texas Tech, even though they do have bowl eligibility under their belt, coming home to Lubbock to play a team in Oklahoma who's about to leave for the SEC soon, I think it's enough motivation to get Texas Tech there. I actually thought Texas Tech would be a favorite in this game. They're plus two and a half now. If you want to wait for the plus three, go for it, but any underdog price, really like the Red Raiders in this one. Underdogs against Oklahoma is starting to be become a nice little theme yeah exactly Oklahoma Dylan Gabriel is great and we showed it against Oklahoma State they get out to that big lead and then they kind of 
hang on at the end or I mean they won big but you know at their offense kind of shut down in the second half but defensively definitely a lot to be desired from Brett Venables he has a lot to fix there as uh we have Zach in the room got to give a shout out to USC and Lincoln <laughs> Riley who proved me wrong this season Oklahoma really misses Lincoln Riley and I think the fans really <laughs> underappreciated him because he brought some elite offenses and talent to Oklahoma and now we see the drop-off at Oklahoma with Lincoln Riley gone and Brent Venables a defensive-minded coach in where the offense is still good but the defense even took a step back even though Venables bread and butter is on the defensive side of the ball. That is a a perfect transition into dogs with bites because Cal California is your dog with bite they're playing UCLA the team that lost to USC so you like Cal now as an underdog of basically double digits at most sports books. Yeah, and this is real another motivation thing. And you just kind of wonder where UCLA's mind's at. They 20-point favorite against Arizona in Week 11. They lose outright. There goes the college football playoff dream. But you can say, okay, they're probably looking ahead to the big battle of L.A. against USC, and they can kind of get off the mat, win that game, and still be in contention for the Pac-12 title. Well, they lose that game 48-45. to 45. They're up 14 nothing early, and then they have no answer. For Caleb Williams and DTR, turned the ball over a little, little bit too much, and I think he was playing injured or banged up, so mm-hmm. who knows? He might not be 100% for this game. Now, on a short week, UCLA travels up to Berkeley, plays Justin Wilcox and the Golden Bears, a team that I always like looking at in the underdog role because yeah. offensively they're not good, but they're solid defensively. And I think Cal views UCLA as a much bigger rival than UCLA views them. So this is a big game for Cal. They're probably their last regular season game of the year because they're four and seven. So I think Cal really has a shot to win this game, cover the number plus ten. But because of that, UCLA maybe just not being motivated after two high leverage losses the last two weeks. I just wonder what kind of UCLA team shows up the Friday after Thanksgiving. Yeah, and I think especially if you can get them at double digits, you can get them at ten. It's a great number to, to really get someone like Cal, especially with all the motivations there. So that's a great dog with bite. I don't know if we could put uh, Indiana dog with bite. They were in the article, though. So, you know, IU plus yeah. 320 against Purdue. One thing I just want to bring up, so the Big Ten West is likely going to be either Iowa or Purdue, which – Insane. Uh, good luck, Fox TV execs on <laughs> that disgusting. one. But Iowa plays Nebraska 3 p.m. Central. Yep. On Friday, if Iowa wins the game, they will win the Big Ten West, and Purdue doesn't play till Saturday. Play they play Indiana, so if Iowa wins, maybe Purdue's not as motivated, but it's still a rivalry game against Indiana. I'm sure they're going to want to win that game, but that the number could change. Like if Nebraska upsets Iowa, Purdue might get bet up from like minus ten to minus eleven, twelve. Yep. So there's definitely some some games this weekend where you might want to wait for a result to happen on Friday before betting it on Saturday. Yeah, I think that's really good advice. Because if you if you like Indiana to win, Iowa winning that game would really help your cause. And you could probably still get Indiana a pretty good money line number in that situation. Uh, let's do uh, let's start our Thanksgiving experience here. We'll do NFL in a sec, but we'll, we'll do some college football. This is the game, the Egg Bowl, Nate. You've ate, you've ate Thanksgiving dinner. You had the dessert. Maybe a little after-dinner drink. You're feeling good. Going on the couch. Want to watch something that's not football for the day. Look at that. You got Mike Leach and Lane Kiffin. A great Egg Bowl experience coming up. Ole Miss is minus 2.5. Totals at 58. Do you like any I, – I have a bet for this game, but I want to know what, if you have a lean or a bet because these games are usually kind of wild, especially because it's Thanksgiving night. There's going to be a little bit of rain in the forecast. Could be wet and wild. Could be fun. 
yeah, always a fun watch, especially if these two coaches involved. I'm sort of – I want to bet Ole Miss, and the big reason is Mike Leach in these kind of rivalry revenge games, not very good. We always saw him at Washington State lose the Apple Cup to Washington on this you know Thanksgiving weekend year after year when he was up in the Pacific Northwest. And I just feel like – Leach kind of has a gimmicky offense, but once like a defense and team becomes familiar with it, they're good at stopping it. However, on the other side, there's all these rumors this week that Lane Kiffin's going to Auburn. Yeah. Last week, Ole Miss looked pretty checked out with that trip to Arkansas, which I guess is understandable because of how they lost to Alabama the week before. So just kind of team-wise, I, I think Ole Miss has an advantage matchup-wise. Yep. But just kind of where Ole Miss was, where they you know, they thought they had a shot of winning the SC West, and now they don't. I'm not sure what Ole Miss team is going to show up. So the beauty of uh, legalized sports betting now is you can always bet live. And I think college football this time of year, it's good to kind of see a few drives and see which teams are care about being there and which teams might not. Uh, so that's kind of the approach I have. But – I kind of have trouble getting behind the Mississippi State side just because Mike Leach is not very good in these kind of rivalry games. In a situation like this on Thanksgiving night, I just need something to keep me awake. I'm, I'm going to go into the food coma if, if I'm not watching anything exciting. So I'm just going to bet the over in this one. It's 58 right now. It's been bet down from 36 and a half. So you're getting it at a pretty good number. No, it's going to be a little rainy. It's going to be a little chilly for that time of year, 56 degrees. But I still think the points are going to be scored. And I think it's really interesting, Nate, when you look at both these teams' defenses – they are both deficient in what the offense is really, really good at. Ole Miss, second most rush yards per game, best in the nation, one of the best in the nation. Mississippi State, only 68th against the run. On the other side, Mississippi State's one of the best passing teams in the nation. First in pass attempts per game. It's like 50 pass attempts per game, something insane. High yardage percentage as well. It's, it's an absurd offense that Mississippi State has, passing-wise, as we know with Mike Leach and the air raid offense. Ole Miss, their passing defense, eh, 56th, 58th ranked in, in, in the country. So the deficiencies on defense really favor the offensive play in this game. I think the playbook and the play style is going to be extremely clear and obvious from both sides of the ball and what these teams are going to do. I, I just think this game is going to go over because of that. I, I have a hard time seeing either of these defenses consistently stopping the offense because they haven't been able to do it all season with a rivalry game could turn into a shootout. And I love that this number is basically probably as low as it's going to go. As long as the weather doesn't get too crazy, you're betting in 58 when it would start at 63 and a half, all of it coming together. Let's get the over for the egg bowl, Nate. Yeah. And if there is a weather situation, this could even drop a little bit lower, but that doesn't necessarily mean that uh, the over or betting the over is totally out of play if it is bad weather. Cause at some point uh, there's value on that number. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. NFL. Thanksgiving NFL is American as apple pie, Nate. Got three games going on. Bills, Lions, Giants, Cowboys, Patriots at the Vikings. Let's make pick for every single game that we have on Thanksgiving. And if you have any, any other NFL bets, of course, 
Just speak your truth for those. Absolutely. But um, let's start with the morning game. 11.30, Bills, Lions, 11.30 Central, 12.30 Eastern. Bills minus 10. That number has creeped up to double digits. That totals at 54. This is going to be the second week in a row. Bills are playing in Detroit. Uh, Lions, of course, have won three games in a row. They're looking a little bit better. But you um, think you like the Bills in this one, which I think is interesting. It's the only way I'd look in this game. Um, if it gets back to 9.5 or better, I definitely have – Something on the Bills, minus 10. You know, not a huge key number, but kind of a different situation. I just – I like the Buffalo offense and the idea of them going against a Lions defense that really can't stop anyone, and, and the Lions are on a th- three-game win streak, but a lot of that was against lesser opposition. You don't feel like they're, like, snowballing into becoming a better team? It looks like they may have turned a bit of a corner yeah, offensively. They might be better, defensively. but the Bills are just on a, on a different level. They're one of the upper echelon teams – in the NFL, and, and this Lions defense is likely not going to have Jeff Okuda, who suffered concussion on Sunday. He's their shutdown corner, yep. and that's a problem when you that's have Stephon Diggs and Gabe Davis on the other side. So really like the Bills to uh, probably score a lot of points in this game. Maybe the Lions can can keep up a little bit and stay within this number, but I, I don't see the Lions getting many stops in this ball game. And Weird situation with Buffalo. They had to play in Detroit because of all the snow, and then they went back to Detroit, uh, back to Buffalo uh, for a few days after the game yeah, Sunday. Yeah, I don't know why they wouldn't have just stayed in Detroit. And it's Thanksgiving. You want to hang out with your family, spend yeah. time with. So I, I understand it. Uh, it's a short flight, only an hour. Yeah, so it's. I don't. I wonder if that. You know, maybe. I don't know how that impacts them, but I think playing in Detroit again and like getting familiar with the field and the locker room yeah, and everything it's, it's be can't be a, a bad thing. Yeah. So. I do think the Bills' offense has a lot of success here. Maybe Jaron Goff and, and the Lions' offense can have some resistance against a Bills defense has a Bills defense who has some injuries of their own. But I think the Bills get out to a pretty big lead and and win comfortably in this one on Detroit and Thanksgiving. I like Amon Ra St. Brown props to go over. He's really been their kind of number one guy now that Hawkinson is gone. I lean Lions. Yeah. I lean Lions plus ten now that it's at double digits. I really do. And and maybe I've bought way too much in Dan Campbell. And Detroit, but this is a team that they just they're motivated. And and Dan Campbell has them playing physical. They have one of the best offensive lines in the game right now. It just they're a physical team, and the Bills can sometimes struggle against something like that. And and I know they're you know they're playing in Detroit the second week in a row. It's in a dome, which is you know obviously great for Josh Allen in the passing game. But there was I don't know there was just something about watching Josh Allen last week. He had trouble passing it on short yardage plays, which was kind of weird at first, and he finally got his feet from under him. But I don't think he can get away with that, or the Bills can get away with a slow start against this Lions team, to be quite honest. Now, offensively, I think this is going to be a shootout. I feel much more comfortable betting the over than I do on a side, and I think both both these teams are going to be able to score 30-plus points. Um, but if I have to pick a side on this one on a spread, I would I would lean toward the Lions. It's kind of weird seeing an NFL total this high. It's insane. I mean, like a few years ago, there was totals consistently in the 50s and some in like the mid-50s, 56 and a half in like a playoff game or a Super Bowl even at times. Yep. But this season has been solo scoring and kind of disappointing offensively that it's kind of going back to the old ways of a few years ago with uh, 54 as the total in this game. But I would be a little bit worried betting the under because I do think the Bills are going to score on a lot of possessions and not have to punt much. Yeah, I would not. Betting the under here would be – as long as it stays at 54, 53 and a half, I'm hammering that over button. But right now at 54, I I like it a little bit less, but I do like the over. Giants, Cowboys, the afternoon slate. Cowboys minus 9.5, total is is, uh, 45 and a half. Uh, I think we're on opposite sides of this one, which is interesting. 
Yeah, I think so. So I like the Cowboys in this one. It's more just I, I just can't bet this Giants team. I know they're yeah. record seven and three, but how good could the Giants be if they're only a field goal favorite at home against the Detroit Lions? We just mentioned like they're they're just not a good team at all, and. They had another injury, Wandale Robinson, already a kind of depleted offensive uh, weaponry. And I just, I know Brian Dable maybe can scheme some stuff to manufacture some points, but when the Cowboys play a team that has an offensive line that struggles, their pass rush, Micah Parsons, and some of those other guys are going to absolutely get after it. And Daniel Jones can be in for a long day. And I just, I think. Don't, I kind of see that situation happening. I know betting the Cowboys kind of now off that big win against the Vikings might be betting them, betting on them at a premium. The reopen for this game was only Cowboys minus eight. The look ahead from before the Vikings game and the Giants lost to the Lions was six and a half. So it's gone up quite a bit. So like Cowboys definitely not a strong bet for me, but really the only way I could look at anything um, nine and a half or better, so anything single digits on on Dallas. Yeah, I would love for this number to get to 10. And I think if it does get to 10, you're going to have a very uh, short amount of time to get that Giants plus 10. But I get that the – I really don't have a strong case numbers-wise for the Giants plus 10 or plus 9.5 other than the NFL has been so stupid this season <laughs> that it would make sense. The Cowboys have been looking great. They've been rolling. Dak Prescott is healthy. The offense looks great. They're scoring 30-plus points. Giants come in Thanksgiving, a team basically you're you're buying at their lowest point of the season thus far. You're getting them as an almost double-digit underdog. Dallas is 26th in rushing defense. Maybe Saquon can finally break through. He can get 20 to 25 carries and really pound that Dallas defense into submission on the ground. He gets over 100 yards, and the Giants could uh, come close to winning <laughs> this game. Like There is a path for the Giants to do it. It's a very slim path, and there's not a lot of different options. But I see a path, and the way the NFL has gone this season, I wouldn't put it past the Giants making this somewhat of a game. No, I, I totally get those points. I, I just don't really like the matchup for the Giants. So it does, I do like it, the under, too. It does seem unlike the under. Yeah, I see. 45 the totals, if, I, if I like the underdog, I love the under. The totals got bet up a little bit. It was 44.5 this morning to 45. I think Dallas could <laughs> – I, they'll have a lot of success in this game offensively, uh, especially if they use a lot of Tony Pollard, who has yeah, proven Tony he's Pollard's been, back, or yeah. he's always there, I guess. Yeah, I, I think Zeke, Zeke's going to lose his job. I think Zeke gets a little bit of a, a negative <laughs> rap because uh, his contract situation, like no running back should be making, not no running back, but a running back like him just not making. Yeah, Andrew you know, Brown and all doesn't have enough volume to be making that much money. But Zeke's still a good pass blocker, and you know when he can spell Pollard at the goal line, you know that keeps Pollard fresh to use him in other situations like in the slot or that wheel route he had against the Vikings. So uh, Zeke's still an important player for the Cowboys, and in, in terms of just you know what he can do, but because his contract so much, people like to uh, to rip him and, and tear him down. But I think when everyone's there, uh, the Cowboys' offense is a uh, is a very uh, of good unit, which uh, surprised me a little because I thought they would take a step back without, after losing Amari Cooper. Yeah, I mean, this offense has been phenomenal, and they, they need to let Saquon cook. Let him cook. Let Saquon get 25 carries. And every time – I went through his stats. When he gets 20 carries or under, they're 2-3. and three. Well, And that may be because they're when trailing. They're, yeah, when they're, they're trailing the by multiple touchdowns, he won't be able to – But you got to give him the ball. you got to give him the ball. Uh, final game, primetime game, Vikings minus 3. The uh, total is 42 and a half. Primetime Kirk 
yet again for this Vikings team against the Patriots. 42.5 is that total, a little bit on the low side. My question for you, Nate, is primetime Kirk going to happen? Are we seeing primetime Kirk Cousins? He's been on a roll. He was looking good up until last week, and then he looked terrible. So are we going to see, you know, bounce-back game from Kirk Cousins, or is primetime Kirk going to show his, show his ugly head? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, obviously, the Vikings are a team that I thought going into the year would be pretty good or better than expectations, but their expectations was to be a 500 team. So the fact that they're 8-2 and two and actually have a negative point differential. Which is absurd. See a lot of those tweets going around. That um, worries me about them a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I, the Vikings aren't like an elite team, but they're in the NFC, like in the NFC odds pecking order to win the NFC. I think they're fifth right yep. behind Tampa Bay. Yeah. And I think that's completely fair. So obviously they come off a really bad loss to the Cowboys, but that was kind of a tough matchup because the Cowboys' pass rush can – pressure cousins and cousins isn't good under pressure and then you lose the left tackle early uh Darisau to a concussion who won't play in this game so things went awry for the vikings quickly i think there's an opportunity to bounce back here i know that Darisau isn't going to play and you know the patriots can get some pressure with matthew judon who's done very well and that unit for the patriots done really well the last three wins but their last three wins were twice against Zach Wilson and Sam Ellinger in yeah. kind of bad weather or cold weather. Or there was wind involved. So here on a, in a dome against a Vikings offense that, you know, has Cousins, who's at least serviceable, and has Justin Jefferson and Thielen and Cook and some options, I do think the Vikings at under a field goal. I know there's some minus three and there's some places pop in minus two and a half. I'm definitely going to look at the Vikings in this game to bounce back because the Patriots – don't think their you know performances defensively are that great considering yep. the quarterbacks they've faced recently, and then their offense has struggled in terms of play calling with Matt Patricia. Their offensive line took a hit with David Andrews suffering an injury Sunday, and and Mac Jones kind of struggling in this current setup with the play calling and the offensive line. So, I, I think maybe if the Patriots can pass rush Kirk Cousins and the you know, Vikings can be a little bit in trouble, but at the same time. At the price, I do like Minnesota in this game. Yeah, I'd 100%. Three, if it gets a three and a half, I think it's a no bet for me. I, it doesn't seem like it will. It was no. minus three, and it's gone towards the Patriots. So yeah. I think you know two and a half or three is going to end up being the prevailing number in this game. But obviously two and a half is a, a different you know conversation in terms of betting the Vikings in minus three because three is so important. Um, so I, Vikings, I think, is, is the only way I'd look in this one because yeah. I just don't trust – the Patriots offense and I think their defensive statistics are being skewed with terrible quarterbacks. Zach, Zach Wilson who and Sam might Ellinger. get benched even though his team is six and four and then no, Sam, it wasn't his fault though he it wasn't his fault well don't worry <laughs> no yeah that tough scene tough scene that's all I'm gonna say <laughs> no I I agree and I think we're on the same side here with the Vikings and I I do like this spot for him I think this is a good bounce back opportunity for them I haven't been impressed with the Patriots, and like you said, the reasoning is their opponents haven't been that impressive anyway. So I would love to see this Patriots team play a Jeff Saturday, Matt Ryan, Colts team and see how that ends up. I think the Colts score more than three points in that game. Um, yes, Zach, don't give me that look. And Minnesota's also the 11th best uh, home scoring team in the NFL, so they can put up yeah. points at home. Patriots defense hasn't been super impressive to me. I'm just um, – Primetime Kirk's a thing, man. I'm worried about that, and uh, I, I think he can what shake you mean it prime off. Time, like, what do you what do you mean? Like, he's bad in primetime? Right? He's can be. Yeah. Yeah. No. I mean, I, that's what I think where you're getting at, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. I there was you know his primetime record isn't great. I know he's a man of regiment. I think he, he really is. likes those 
1 p.m. Eastern noon starts where yeah. he knows what he has for he, breakfast. It's bedtime. Knows when he's like going to have shower. Knows he's going to sleep. Yeah. So maybe there is something to that. But I think the team around him can kind of elevate elevate him in this game. And the uh, Vikings coaching staff oh, and with Kevin O'Connell is much better than the uh, the one that Mike Zimmer had. So. Not yeah. his first, this also isn't his first you know, Thanksgiving game. He's been around the block a couple times. So at least he's used to that. If this was his first Thanksgiving game, ooh, might be fake Kirk Cousins time. Also, the total, Fair. you have any thoughts on that? I kind of like the over. I think the Vikings can go off for a bunch of points in this one. I really do. I think they're going to be Yeah. I think they're going to be scoring in bunches. I, I really uh, do like the over 42. I don't know. The, yeah, but the Patriots offense has just been it is, It's going to take – Ugly. <laughs> the, the, the thing is, the Vikings secondary is yeah. No, and you can Patriots run on can them. take advantage of it. Yeah, nothing on the total. I'm not good at NFL total, so I don't want to force anything that I'm not actually going to play. But Viking side definitely is the most interest for me out of the, any of the games on Thanksgiving. All right, there you go. Any other NFL plays you have? Those were our Thanksgiving bets. I'm just going to take a quick look at the board. I really don't <laughs> think so. – I mean, it was, it's there's, hey, nothing, gander. there's nothing that really stuck out to me. Um, really? For for any of the NFL stuff? No, it's Even, weird. I mean, it's early and we, you yeah. know, there's going to be injuries and stuff. So whatever you say, just understand we're doing this on I a mean, Tuesday afternoon. Don't, don't yell at us. Well, yell at Nate. Don't yell at me. Uh, well, I, one thing that stuck out, I think it's funny that the defending Super Bowl champs are a 14-and-a-half-point underdog against the Chiefs, but a lot of that has to do with yeah. Matthew Stafford going in a concussion, which obviously isn't funny, but it's just kind of crazy that the fall from grace from the Los Angeles Rams. So um, th- that looks like kind of like the America's game of the week and uh, definitely not a good game. And then – 49ers are continuing to be priced like the best team in the NFC, and I think they're definitely up there with the uh, the Eagles and Cowboys, so that's going to be a fun kind of race once we get to the playoffs. Uh, one thing interest, I was interested in, Raiders uh, plus three and a half against no. the Seahawks. I don't Seahawks. know, though. I, Gino, baby. Yeah. It's Gino time. Off a of bye. But at, at home. Now as a favorite, though. I wish it was three. Yeah. I wish this was three. Three and a half scares me. I wish this was three. But I, you know me, I I love Geno's my fantasy quarterback, and I I love betting him. But the Raiders, I think I love fading the Raiders even more. To be quite honest, they are just inept. That's fair. They cannot do anything, and I don't know why anyone would think of betting them other than maybe they think it's a good number. Maybe three and a half's a good number. I would love for this to get back down to three. If three is Seattle, that would be like a best bet for me. It would be Seattle minus three at home yeah. off a bye against a terrible Raiders team. Yeah, it's not necessarily a Come bet. On. It's just like a fascinating game that now like Seattle is, you know, after yeah, what can being, they do slapped, on, being slapped yeah. on for eight weeks, now they're getting a lot of respect. So right. uh, it's kind of fascinating to see when like a team – who's always the underdog, all of a sudden becomes a favorite against a team in the Raiders who I know they haven't played well, but they've pretty much lost every close game. And maybe winning that close game against Denver last week kind of you know, gets them at least a little bit more excited to finish out this season. It's possible. Denver, Carolina, that totals 35. Mm. <laughs> mm. No, that's no. A, that's oh, a, that's I, appropriate response. I have no interest in even looking at Denver games the rest of the season. That's fair. Well, I think that's that's yeah, kind of a, a quick quick look at the board. It's kind of bleak in the NFL this week unless it's weird. It's something weird, pops up. It's tough betting. Yeah. It, it really is. You know, Washington's a favorite. I don't know if I could bet the Commanders as a four. That's point another. Favorite. That's they're kind of similar to Seattle, where like they've you been the underdog right all yeah. year, and you know, kind of have a a quarterback that is kind of overachieving. 
and now they're a favorite expected to win and you have to win by margin and in a home game where they hardly have a home field so i think that line movement from minus three to minus four four and a half is is makes sense but i i would stay away at this point all right well those are our leans we got our we got our thursday picks thanksgiving picks college football picks the egg bowl game we're excited nate i'm excited for thanksgiving i'm gonna let's eat, go i'm gonna eat Way too much. World Cup, Brazil, Serbia, Ghana, <laughs> Portugal. There you go. You're awesome more excited Thursday. about the World Cup than you are about football. I mean, this U.S. Weekend. England Friday. That's uh, true. It's going to be a bet. It, bet USA, baby. Yeah, plus one maybe. USA, USA plus USA. one. Oh, USA money line. Come on, let's be patriotic here. We'll, yeah. We're going to beat England like it's 1776. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. No comment. <laughs> All right, that'll do it for us. Have a good Thanksgiving, everybody. We will be back next week. Uh, have a good time, Bennett. Well, good luck.